0: Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey there, everyone. Hey, many of you have now listened to episode 24, the story of Cara Burns called From Prison to 26.2. It is emotional and gritty and full of incredible messages and inspiration. But there was one topic that we really we didn't touch on. And after the interview, we both felt that it was important to do part two and touch on this very sensitive and personal issue because there is a positive message that comes out of it. So with that, let's bring Kara back on the show. Hey, Kara, welcome back to Run This World. Hi, Nicole.
1: I wonder if you thought you'd be back so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually didn't. It was a surprise when you reached out to me. And uh, what's interesting about when you did was I had felt uh, that I had left some open-endedness regarding my daughter. And so I was super pleased that you had uh, reached out to me. You know, I felt the same way. I, I...
0: We left something unsaid in the last interview. And it was, believe me, one of the strongest, most powerful, inspirational interviews I've ever done. And and that says a lot for you and how transparent you're willing to be. So the fact that you brought up your daughter multiple times and you referenced the fact that you lost her during your struggles in your past, I walked away from the interview and I was almost like disappointed in myself. I thought, God, was I a wimp? I just didn't ask the hard question because I felt that you did, you did have something inside that you
1: need to tell. Sure, sure. It's, uh, that, that is the one area of my life that is still, um, well, it's just not, it's not great. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle and, uh, I've been through some deep, dark places regarding her. Well, I think that, you know, we'll
0: go as far as as we're comfortable today, but we discussed it. And we believe that by telling your story and where you are today with your relationship with your daughter, you may be able to help some other people. And we both think that's very valuable. So I really appreciate you. And I know everyone listening does too. So, Kara, let's, we just need to kind of understand what happened. Clearly you had a daughter. So at some point in your life, you got pregnant. How old were you and what stage of life and using in
1: particular were you at? Sure. Sure. I was 25 years old when I got pregnant and I uh, was in a deep, deep addiction at that point. I had been making bad choices for several years and, um, lived uh, in various places. I had no stability at all. And I think probably one of the reasons why I didn't necessarily bring up uh, more information about my daughter was I, I carried and carry some shame regarding my choices during my pregnancy with her. I continued to use uh, meth Uh, the beginning of my pregnancy, uh, the first uh, several months of my pregnancy, I used meth. And go ahead. Wow. I mean, okay. That's a big
0: statement. When women get pregnant, we're told that we can't even eat packaged deli meats. I mean, (sighs) so to, you know, come out and be transparent about a very big issue during a time when it's taboo to do, you know, even go in hot tubs. That's that's a big deal. And I appreciate that so much. And I'm sure everyone listening does as well. So, you know, were you just in a state in your life where you couldn't really think about the ramifications because you were under such a grip from the drug?
1: You know, that's accurate, Nicole. I... I think that using during pregnancy is goodness. Uh, it's it's just absolutely horrible. Uh, I I can't. You know, there's a few things that are just right up there, and um, using during pregnancy is definitely one of those things. And so, today I can look back on it, and you know, it, that's kind of where the shoe the shame is rooted. And. I will tell you that uh, I was in a in a spot where I didn't understand. Uh, I didn't understand that I had a life inside of me. I was completely, 100% self-absorbed. It was all about me. I didn't understand um, really um, what was going on. And that's part of the drug use. Um, you know, that's why I continued to use meth. Was it took me to a place where I could, you know, forget and. Uh, I continued on that way until uh, June. In June of 2003, I was arrested for possession, one of my many arrests, and it was an absolute blessing uh, that I was arrested that day because then consequently uh, I I got clean. So that was a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that happened. And I stayed clean, uh, continued to stay clean, obviously, through uh, the jail sentence. And got out of jail in uh, September. And I gave birth to Ansley uh, in October on Halloween of 2003.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is cool. She's a Halloween baby. <laughs> she is. <laughs> you she
1: know?
0: is. Oh, this is just so fraught with... Uh, Positives and such scary negatives, too. So were you in a relationship at the time?
1: I was in a relationship uh, With her father we were together and then I obviously got pregnant. Uh, We both used methamphetamine and We both got clean during that time We went to live with his mother uh, who is an amazing woman Uh, she is shown me, uh, more love, uh, throughout, you know, that time and, you know, just really currently than, you know, I, I want to say that I was, you know, not necessarily used to, she is, uh, uh, the ability to give unconditional love and, um, I just, I value and respect her. So she allowed us to come and live with her and, um, uh, that was really the start of both of our, you know, new lives together. Uh, Ansley was born and she was the most beautiful baby and i know i know everybody says you know my baby's the most beautiful but objectively i can tell you that ansley (laughs) legitimately was the most beautiful baby Uh, she was just breathtaking uh when she was uh, a baby and uh, we continued to to get better i i started my catering career uh my ex-husband he uh, started a tree service, and we, you know, grew our lives. And,
0: and how long did that stage of life last?
1: Lasted for four years. We uh, ended up moving out and getting our own place, and unfortunately, uh, the marriage didn't work out. And so when we split uh, and I moved out, It was uh, pretty much a short time later that I relapsed on meth. I had experimented or played games with alcohol the entire four years uh, that I was clean from meth, and that was a period of time where my brain told me that I could drink. You know, I would, you can drink, you can just have one, and, you know, drink socially and hang out with people, and so, you know, that's the game I played, and it it took four years. Um, for me to finally relapse on meth but it happened and uh, I had joint custody with my ex-husband at that point and uh, Ansley uh, went to go stay with him after I relapsed my ex-husband relapsed uh, not too long after I did and Ansley uh, went to go live with her grandmother for a, a short period of time that was when uh, her aunt and aunt uncle stepped in, which was um, such a wonderful thing. Uh, they stepped in and um, took over uh, both my ex-husband and I handed over a temporary guardianship at that point to them. and I remember thinking to myself, you know this is a chance for me to get my stuff together. I'm going to... Um, they give us a year, basically. Um, kind of is how that worked. Get your stuff together in a year, and uh, you know we'll we'll talk about you know possibly what living arrangements look like in the future. And my thought process was, you know, I'll get my stuff together. I can do this. Uh, this will give me some time. And about six months later, I got federally indicted. And so uh, that that didn't happen. That just that did not happen. And so um, her aunt and uncle have had a guardianship of her um, throughout this time and have done uh, an amazing job of of parenting her.
0: Kara, this has got to be really just plain old hard to talk about. I mean, it, it, being separated from someone you love is tough, especially when you have feelings like shame and guilt tied into it. And you know, here's the thing, most people listening aren't going through something as extreme as you, but everybody listening can relate to having shame in their life. So I wanted to talk about that for a minute. And specifically, you know, what is it that causes us shame? And how do we get rid of it?
1: So in my case, what caused me shame uh, regarding this and, and some things that I really had to address and confront was that I used... I used drugs when I was pregnant with my daughter. And consequently, she has uh, some struggles from that. Uh, She's been diagnosed with ADHD, learning disabilities. She struggles with hyperactivity. And uh, at the top of that list, I would say um, her biggest struggle is attachment disorder. She has been in and out of the hospital several times in the last year. For struggles that have related to that, and that's really where my shame was rooted: was how could I, how could I do that, that to this most wonderful, precious, innocent human being? And then, you know, moving forward from there, it gets worse. I continue to, um, you know, affect her life negatively by choosing drugs over her uh, when she was five and I relapsed, or when she, yeah, when she was five and I relapsed, and um, like I said, back then I used that as a perfect excuse to just continue uh, making bad choices, and the shame and guilt and embarrassment and the stigma that comes along with that, uh, there's a lot of judgment there, and and I deserve it, you know, I, I definitely deserve it, and so taking that and turning it into positive, something positive has been, my goal and my purpose um regarding this in the last I would say three and a half years
0: so were you always up front letting people know like yeah I did this during the pregnancy or was it something you hid
1: I didn't necessarily hide it um but I wasn't overly forthcoming about it either it wasn't something that I talked about I pretended as though it didn't happen and as Ansley got older um you know, it became obvious that she had, you know, some struggles from my drug use, which is when it really started to hit me. Then I could no longer ignore it. And then, you know, now we're talking about it. Now it's, you know, something that we're talking about. I continued to carry that shame all the way through prison. I wouldn't even be been able to have had a conversation like this four years ago. I would have uh, not been able to, to even communicate about it without, uh, sobbing because it just, it, it brought me that much pain and embarrassment and shame. I think what, what changed everything, Nicole, was talking about it, finally admitting to people, um, that I was in group with in, um, in prison. I went through, I mentioned in the last podcast that I went through a nine month long drug rehab program and uh, finally admitting to those people that I had, you know, done those horrible things, it took the sting out of it a little bit. It, it didn't, you know, it didn't fix it but it, it made it to where it wasn't a secret anymore and I started to heal from that and the less that I hit it and the less that I um, pretended that it wasn't there, kind of the better things have gotten.
0: Yeah. I I, so what what advice do you give someone who has a secret that's causing
1: them pain secrets are they they create shame they just absolutely create shame and whatever that secret is uh talk about it you know talk about it once uh once I talked about things um it's it's released something and I still carry it, you know. I still carry it, um, but it's it's definitely it's not what keeps me down anymore. It's not the horrible, you know, monkey on my back, or um, it, it's not that at all anymore. Now it's just something that I've accepted. I, I made a bad choice. I made some horrible choices, but today I'm not that person. And today I, I continue to show her and um, and others that. You know, I'm a healthy person and I make different choices today. And just all of that is is really what has turned that into confidence. And for me, confidence is the key to my future. Mm-hmm. If I continue to, to sit in the, the muck and the mire of, you know, I'm a horrible person and, and and the head trash that that all of that is is rooted in, it's not gonna get me where I need to go. It's gonna get me right back to where I was. Yep. All that makes yeah, all that makes me want to do is get, you know, get messed up. And so now that I've turned that around to a positive, it's like, hey, wait a second. I can share this with other people and maybe let them know that whatever brings them shame, whatever whatever that struggle is, they can get over it. It cannot be what it is. It can, it can be a thing of the past and you can literally become a new person and change is possible.
0: It really is possible, (laughs) and you know, you're talking about regaining self-respect, and one of the messages that I've heard through the previous interview and, and today as well is that once you get those deep, dark, dirty secrets on the table, there's a lot of compassion out there, and there may be some judgment, but the more transparent you are, the less judgment there is.
1: That is so true. Uh, it, it really is. I think people, and I'm so guilty of this, I, I get super wrapped up in what other people are going to think. And what I'm learning is they're going to think what they're going to think. And the the healthier that I am and the more that I can do to give back is really what my goals are. And, and really what people think just doesn't matter. It's just not important.
0: It's very true. It, you know, what I want to also hit on today is, Where are you in your relationship with Ansley now? How old is she now?
1: Ansley, she will be 13 on Halloween. And I I speak to her every week on the phone. And uh, those conversations are the best part of my week. She is an amazing young woman. She uh, writes her own music and she loves music and she's articulate and she's funny and I, getting to know her as a person is the most exciting thing for me. It, it, it just is the, the, the most amazing thing. I, I consider it just such a gift to be able to be a part of her life. And, uh, the most exciting news I would say that I've got going on in my entire life is that we tentatively have a meeting set up or a visit set up this Sunday. And I just, uh, I just can't even stand it. I'm so excited uh, at the chance to be able to connect with her and spend some time with her.
0: Well, Kara, you today have connected with a lot of people and, you know, I think we've really got a great message out there that just tags on to everything else you're doing in your life. And it's all about forward positive progression. So I really appreciate you being open today. Is there any final message that you want to share that you think may help people listening?
1: Absolutely. I would say the final message is, you know, whatever that that thing is for you, and I'll call it that thing because you know what I mean when I say that. Whatever that thing is for <laughs> we you. We all know what that is, yeah. <laughs> We've all got a thing. Yes. Whatever that thing is for you, you know, that thing for me has has been my daughter uh, and, and the choices that I've made uh, in overcoming that and now uh, fitting into her life and being a part of her life. So that thing for me is my daughter. Whatever that thing is for you change is possible. It is possible to uh, to get rid of the shame that's associated, whatever that looks like or whatever that means, and to move on. Uh, like I said earlier, confidence is the key. And uh, I just really would like for people to know that if you just don't quit trying, just never quit trying. I've just never quit trying with this or really anything in the last three years. I just continue to give it everything that I have and, and, and push and push and push. And, uh, I believe that, um, that's really the key. And I just would like for people to, to hang on to that message. Just, just keep on trying. Cause it's going to turn around. It's going to go your way.
0: Oh, I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're amazing. And by the way, everyone, you all know this, but Kara started an amazing program where she's also giving back to people Who she's they're, They're doing a similar path to what she's been through, and her program is called Restart Denver. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes. But Carrie, you hit your funding goal of two thousand dollars in like a day. (laughs) (laughs) You've got support. It
1: it, it wasn't quite a day, Nicole, but I'll tell you, it was two and a half weeks, and uh, my heart is just absolutely full about that. And so uh, we we raised our goal a little bit, and. And I believe that we can hit it. We now have a, a $4,000 goal and uh, just the overwhelming support and love through this has, has been amazing. And I just want to continue to uh, request people's support of this project because it's it's going to change some women's lives. It's going to uh, provide some informal support for some women who really really need it. And, uh, I just would ask, you know, to please go to our Facebook page. Uh, Nicole will have that on the, on the show notes and, you know, visit our GoFundMe. And, and if you feel, uh, you know, even if you, you know, donated five or $10, that's going to make a difference and it adds up. And, and I just so much appreciate, um, everyone's support. It's, it's, it's so meaningful.
0: Well, with you as a mentor, I think many other women can move forward positively. So thanks again for being on the show and for sharing such a difficult situation and showing us how, how you can come out of things in a positive way. You're the best.
1: Keep it up. Oh, thanks so much, Nicole. Nicole. All right. Bye.
0: Well, everyone, I'm sure you can agree that we don't really want that episode to end. Kara is such a joy to speak with. And after having spent some really great time with her over the past year or so, she is one of the bravest people I've I've ever met. And it's clear that the more open and transparent you can be about the path you've led, the more power there is in that to help other people and to help yourself move forward. So I think we can all agree that Kara is. Probably one of the most powerful people in the world. Kara, thank you for being who you are. And all of the people who have been putting comments on my website page, the show notes page, um, they, you, you can just take a look at those comments to see that people are blown away. So thank you for sharing with us on some very tough topics. And your message of how to lead a positive life moving forward is so clear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Never stop trying. And as we all know, and it's been reinforced by you, confidence is the key. So everybody listening, if you feel so inclined to support Kara in a bigger way, go check out her program Restart Denver you can find it on Facebook you can get over to her GoFundMe page and it will be in the show notes so if you go to NicoleDeBoom.com and search for Kara's episodes 24 and 25 you will definitely find a link there thank you so much for tuning in Kara. we love you everybody listening I love you too And guess what, you know what time it is. It's time to get out there and run this world.